Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. So, Michelle, how are you? Great. Awesome. So today we're going to have a look at a different personality system. So as people know that we um, totally devoted to the Myers-Briggs, we love that as a personality inventory, but we also um, really enjoy using the Enneagram and we've been using the Enneagram for over 20 years yeah, now. It's yeah. such a wonderful... It just doesn't have the widespread interest in corporate Australia at the moment, does it? Well, let's probably change. should have. Let's yeah. change that. Yeah. yeah. So, so what the Enneagram does? It's a dynamic personality system, and it describes nine fundamentally different ways of operating in the world, and it really does reveal how our patterns of attention and focus create our core beliefs our preoccupations, our behaviours and our personalities. And there are so many um, benefits to understanding the Enneagram, aren't there, Michelle? Mm. You know, it'll help. Without a doubt. And what I love about the Enneagram is that it is deep. Mm. (laughs) Like you could spend your whole career just focusing on the Enneagram in terms of the depth and richness of information that it has. Yeah, different and, levels. and we love it because we use it in our family. Yeah. You know, like we have pretty much every point on the Enneagram, don't yeah. we, in our family. Yeah. So, you know, what the Enneagram will help you better value yourself, you know, and others. It will actually help understand what motivates and satisfies different um, types, which is really important for a people leader. And it identifies your own pattern of attention, you know, so how it benefits you, how it limits you, Mm. and how you can move beyond those limitations. Totally, and it shows you when you're at your best and when you are at your worst and can give you some strategies on how to move towards being your best. So it is fully comprehensive. Mm. It's it's the real deal. It's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. so there are some great benefits of you know, using the Enneagram. But Michelle, do you want to just tell us a little bit about the history? Yeah, it's sort of almost like a very mysterious history, the Enneagram. Uh, However, it's almost like it's a combination or a synthesis of all this ancient, you know, wisdom traditions. But the person who actually originally did put it together into the system that we know now as the Enneagram is a Bolivian-born person called Oscar Icazo. Do you want to spell that for us, Michelle? Yep, yep. So Oscar and then Icazo, I-C-H-A-Z-O. Right. And however, like the traditional Enneagram, that he put together goes back to the back to the sixties when he put it together. However, the philosophy behind the Enneagram um, draws on components from you know mystical Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Taoism, um, Buddhism, ancient Greeks, particularly the philosophers you know Socrates and Plato. So, so what yeah. does that mean? So he designed the Enneagram, but when he started fleshing out the whole, uh, I suppose, the principles of it, he drew on different aspects. So, because what I've heard is that it was based on ancient. Sufism, mm. but it's because it's the nine point um, star, mm. and the the history that I've read about it is that when you achieve nirvana or godlike state, mm. it, you have 
being able to satisfy all those different points on the Enneagram and being, um, being able to um, display those at their absolute best. Yeah, and it's almost like when you are fully integrated, I suppose, right. then on, only the essence of your personality remains because you have transcended your personality because the whole idea is that you are more than just your personality. You are all. You are yeah, everything. You, you, you are everything. That's right. And so that's when you know you are fully integrated, I suppose, is when you're – and I love that expression. It's just you're, you're – you know, you can just sort of hint at the essence of your personality. It's almost like a whiff. It's yeah. not the Dominate. thing that you are. Right. You Beautiful. are more than that. Beautiful. And and if we could link to uh, some of the the Catholic, if you think about um, uh, Christianity, you know, the seven deadly sins mm. of you know sloth and gluttony. gluttony. Yeah, yeah they relate very very closely. Oh, I know, yeah. don't they? I know because because that's the thing. When you do, so when we describe the enneagram, there's an integrated type so this is when you are fully integrated at and at your best yep. and then there's the other type when you're not at your best and so you can read those descriptions and go oh I'm going into disintegration. And we call them levels yeah we call them levels in the Enneagram yeah, don't that, we? yeah. that's right yeah, okay so let's talk about those nine different personality types then we're going to describe what those nine styles look like when you're at work. Yeah, I think that's a great way to, to, to bring it to life, Jen. And then we'll finish off with giving you a little bit of an activity around the Enneagram. Ooh, we love an activity. All right, so let's have a look at the nine different personality types. And the first one is the peacemaker. Ooh, that's number nine. So the peacemaker, is another way to describe that is the mediator. And they are number nines and they sit at the top of the Enneagram circle. Mm. And nines are like steady, they're balanced, and, 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 and actually in their approach to work and to relationships they seem they seen as having very calming uh effect on people uh and they, they don't like conflict no they don't and they they actually are really good at seeing all sides of the situation and their challenge though is to stay focused on priorities and really to stick stick up for their own position because what they can tend to do is to put keep putting others first you know in their efforts not to uh, and to avoid conflict Right. Know all about this one, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the mediator and how they are described at work. That's right. So then we go round clockwise and we look at number one, which is the perfectionist mm. or the reformer. So there are different mm. words that describe it, but mm. it's mainly the perfectionist. Mm. And um, the perfectionists are the ones who are responsible. They're really thorough, hardworking. They never like to make mistakes. They've got very high standards for themselves mm. and others. And mm. this is where they can can become undone because they set their own value and, ex and it, I suppose expect that mm. to be the same value as someone else. Uh, they know how to do things the right way and they're quite, uh, their challenge is to really balance their mm. critical thinking with acceptance and appreciation. So think about the way in which you think um, talk to yourself and mm. the way in which you talk to others if you see a piece of information do you have a look for flaws and holes first and express that yeah. or do you show appreciation first um, and you know the challenge is also to know when good is enough yeah you know what I mean is more productive better than just being exactly right mm. good Okay, so let's have a look at number two on the Enneagram and that is the helper or another way to describe them is the giver. So these are the positive people people. 
So they make excellent communicators. They support the interests of people in their team and the organisations. They're highly empathetic. You know, they go out of their way to get to know how other people are feeling and what they need. Now, as you can see already, those words are describing, they are givers, mm -hmm. you know, and what they can do is that they can give too much of themselves. And their challenge is to practice personal boundaries. Like when can they, you know, say no and choose more carefully, you know, how much time and energy they give to others. Yeah. Their, their focus is always on giving to other people mm. and then, you know, can forget about themselves. Yeah. That's the challenge. And just on that point, Michelle, you know, like when we're looking at different mo personality modalities like the Clarity 4D and the Myers-Briggs, it's really the feelers. Mm. And so part of this distinction is that I'm good at empathising with others, but I need to feel in my body, in my mind and my emotions what is right for me. Mm. And that's what it's really important is to get connected to yourself and you're having that mind-body wisdom. Exactly. All right, so that's the number two, the giver or the helper. Number three is the achiever or the performer. And these are the ones who have tremendous productivity. You know, they're really enthusiastic, highly motivated. They quickly move into action to accomplish, you know, results. So mm -hmm. these are very action-oriented people, yeah. usually a little bit more extroverted. And their challenge is to take the time to listen to others, build good relationships, and develop more long-term strategies as opposed to initiating and being a little bit more tactical mm. which is what their tendency is they also need to watch out for personal burnout you know because these are the workaholics the strivers that's, that's right. right got to achieve 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 mm. and a lot of, about the performer is in that word they like to look good yeah <laughs> not look bad <laughs> that's right uh, okay so let's have a look at number four which is the romantic and another way to describe them is as the individualist and these can be seen as the sensitive types uh, they are you know also you know expressive and dramatic and can be seen as self-absorbed and a little bit temperamental mm, at times mm. and their their focus is all about uh, authenticity authenticity of themselves and author seeing you know authenticity in other people and finding meaning and looking at the aesthetics of people uh, so you find a lot of artists actually and mm. creative types in as the romantics and the individuals so they value you know excellence in all things and um, and also they really enjoy a personal connection to their work and to um, you know to the people around them so they've got to get that authenticity and connection mm. to their task otherwise you're going to totally disengage them so their challenge is to learn to tolerate the mundane because in almost every job there's going to be a little bit of mundane aspects to work and so it's really just to reduce their emotional reactions to that and don't dramatize it just mm. go yep this is just part of my work and move on mm -hmm. <laughs> don't work so, too so much, look at know. the words that you use mm. the emotion that you use can you modulate that yep. yeah all right, so the next one is the observer. That's number five on the Enneagram. And the observer is, you know, all the fives that we call it are excellent thinkers and mm. they're very good at um, strategy. Mm. They like to develop technical expertise and they accumulate knowledge. Yeah. Another word is the investigator. You yep. know, they're intense, they're quite cerebral, yeah. perceptive, innovative, 
And sometimes secretive and oh, isol- yeah, yeah, isolated, yeah. and I'm actually married yeah. to an investigator. So, you know, my husband, um, Bertie, he likes to actually, you know, get to a source of the problem where mm. it's like, yeah, I know enough and then I can move on, mm. whereas he has deep satisfaction mm. in understanding that knowledge. Mm. So their challenge is to be available to other people when possible and to communicate warmth Um and to recognise that other kinds of human assets besides the mental intelligence is as valid as an, and important. And an example of this is, and I, I've said this in workshops, that there was an example of someone who was on the um, the red carpet, and someone came up to Seinfeld and said, "Oh, I love your work. Can I, you know, you know, give you a hug?" And he goes, "No. Why would I do that? I don't even know them." And I said to Betty, "Oh, I just can't believe that because you know I would hug anyone." And Betty goes, "I don't like hugging my best friends, let alone someone I didn't know." And I'm thinking, "Oh, that's so interesting." You know, we forget the differences that's right. that we operate in and what's satisfying for other people. So that's the observer. Mm. So let's have a look at the next uh, number on the Enneagram, which is the number six, also described as the, the loyal sceptic. I, I love this, all the loyalists. So these are the committed types. You know what I mean? They're very security-oriented, or, though, um, and they're the engaging and responsible. Yeah, I love These that combo. People. Yeah, I know. <laughs> However, mm. you know, your strength turned up too much. They can become a little bit anxious yeah. um, and a little suspicious, bit suspicious, yeah, yeah. which comes into that, you know, skeptic. that skeptic side of things. And so what, what the sixes focus on is figuring out, like, what's going on around them and, you know, can they create a strategy um, that leads to safety and they like the structure. However, they're loyal, they're dependable and they they're really good at anticipating problems and creating solutions from that. Yeah, so, yeah. and I think that's part of this being suspicious. Yeah. So if that happens, what am what I going to do? do? Yeah. yeah, that's right. And so their challenge is to manage their um, suspicion and doubt. Um, so that it doesn't become demotivating for themselves or for others because they can be a bit of a negative Nelly, you know, in a way sometimes if, if turned up too much. That's right. So, you know, be mindful of your the words that you use. Yeah, and we, we tend to have a predominance actually of sixes when you do a, a, um, a population scan. Well, we have in our family sixes. too, don't yeah. we? Yeah. yeah. And then we have number seven, which is the enthusiast, or they call it the <laughs> epicure. Now, the sevens are quick thinking, they're adaptable and positive in their outlook. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm laughing because this is you, Jen. Oh, yeah, the yeah. busy, fun-loving type, really yeah. spontaneous, versatile. Yeah. So where other people see problems, we see opportunities. We like to enjoy multiple interests and multiple options. <laughs> uh, they're challenged. So our challenge is to acknowledge problems and limitations mm. and to bring attention back to the present and the task at hand because we actually can be quite, um, you know, out there and yeah. doing multiple things at once. So that's our uh, opportunity mm. not to be as, um, as scattered. And okay, then we have number number eight, eight, the protector or otherwise known as the challenger. Mm. And so these are the powerful, like dominating types who come across as being self-confident, decisive, and, you know, always taking charge. So they're good at taking, you know, charge of others in their environment. Um, they're almost, they have, you know, strong leadership skills. They know how to mobilise and get things done. Uh, they do make good leaders. And also they will stand up for positions and people that they really care about. And mm. you know that w when you're integrated as an eight, that that's what you're doing. You're actually looking out for others as opposed to yourself Del first. And yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. So if you're 
a number eight mm. and you're not integrated, mm. you could come off as being a bully and pushy oh, and all that. Totally dominating. Yeah. Eight is real, is loyal and caring mm. and will, you know. And shows strong leadership, strength, yeah. strength there's strength there. Mm. And so what their challenge is that they need to moderate their forcefulness so that they can be sort of more adaptable in different situations and avoid, uh, you know, creating unnecessary conflict because they can live in conflict. That, mm. That's okay yeah, for them. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a challenge. That's right. Uh, so what they for, forget can forget is that this dominating willfulness can come across as a little bit too much for, for other types. Yeah. All right. So do, this is what I really like about the Enneagram. So we've gone through all the different types. And so what we'll see in the resource that we give you, we'll give you the, the Enneagram types. And what you'll see is a circle with all the different types like the peacemaker, individualist, observer, enthusiast. Mm -hmm. But what you'll also see are arrows. So you'll see an arrow from, say, me, an enthusiast, shoot off to number one, a reformer or a perfectionist and have an arrow coming from another type. So what this shows is that when I am in disintegration, I look like a perfectionist, a little bit nitpicky. Picky, yeah. But when I am fully integrated, yeah. I can look like an absorb. This is what I need to do in order to get into integration is take on the characteristics of an observer, observer. which is my husband, yeah. which is fantastic. And mm. this is what I love about the Enneagram is when you start to see where the arrows flow, you go, oh, my God, I need to be more like that mm. or when it turned up too much, I actually look, look like, like this that. member of the family yeah. or this person that I know. Yeah. And that is the beauty of the, the Enneagram. Enneagram. Oh, it's fully contained. Yeah. And there is so much depth because there are levels within levels of the Enneagram. But if you can get uh, your head around at least your type and a brief description of the other types by taking the Enneagram and having it debriefed for you and your team, it is very, very powerful. Yeah, we Great love tool. it. So Great let's tool. just do a, an exercise with someone on the Enneagram. And so, so it's just kind of like another uh, activity for self-discovery. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And the thing is you don't actually even have to do the Enneagram in order to do this exercise. You could do this in your team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we call this as me. So draw a circle and divide it into four quadrants. Yep, so in each of the quadrants, you're going to add sort of several descriptions of what you believe best describes these four statements. And the four quadrants are the essential me. Yep, number two is, you know, some self-defeating behaviours that I would like to change. Number three is what motivates me. And number four, things that irritate me. Yeah. So that could be something that you could do, like you said, in a yeah. team environment, but also with your um, family. Mm. So we've done that a couple mm -hmm. of times with our family. And it's things like, you know, when you leave the towel there, yeah. that really irritates <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that because I thought you were always the last one out. You know, just different <laughs> things like that. It just opens up a different conversation. So we'll have that template, a great uh, template. for you as well mm. because that's something that you can do with your family, um, in a group as well, you know, oh, like what if you a have great a men's team. group or... Oh, exactly, and what a great uh, activity to do in a team-based environment, some sort of team-building activity. What a great... I think that's a perfect team-building mm. activity. Yeah, so use. we really encourage you to explore the Enneagram and if you wanted to, for us to, you know, come in and run a workshop, we love doing the Enneagram. Yeah. I think it's a really wonderful way of exploring our unique qualities mm. that we have. Fantastic. Ciao. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
you enjoyed today's episode of the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own leadership journey. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.